great start to the podcast. It's the best start to a podcast ever. Hi, we're Sabrosa Sound. This is the start of our podcast. Uh, I'm Ariel. I'm Marge. And uh, what do we do, Marge? Well, we we are point zero 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 one percent somewhere in the middle of the 99 percent and we're musicians and we talk about music and stuff let's be real here we're kind of more in the low middle you know yeah we're we're not educated underpaid (laughs) (laughs) we're not in trouble but we're also kind of broke (laughs) yeah we're making rent but you know we also have some uh some nice (laughs) landlords (laughs) if anyone wants to give us money We'll take it. We'll take it. Hire us for gigs and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess that goes to kind of one of the things we do is we have a concert series where we aim to guarantee uh, musicians fair pay for their time, which means they're not just walking away with pennies. We don't ask people to pay for exposure because no one wants to see anyone exposed. Um, At least I don't. But I mean, it depends on the the venue and the audience, probably. But (laughs) that's true. Maybe we should have a naked concert at some point. But, you know, maybe let's save that for save that for down the road, down the road. But yeah, it always sucks when you like go to a gig and like you're all excited about it. And like then by the time like all of the other fees, which makes sense to pay the sound guy and the the guy at the door and and the venue and like they all come out and then you have like a hundred bucks to split between three bands and it's just it's a bummer so basically everyone gets guaranteed pay except the people who are getting people to come to the show (laughs) and get everyone else paid yeah huh huh when did we agree to that i don't know when did we agree to that you know we're like not your average grandmother's culture podcast as well we talk about social things that are important um like homelessness and the housing crisis uh i mean basically we're musicians in the bay area so we are living all the things that you know make the news to a certain extent or we know people or we would like the key to keep the bay area not only technologically relevant but also artistically relevant like it has been for so long and there's a lot of things that come with that like like the fires that have been happening lately that's you know we've been sitting on a lot of smoke not as bad as everyone up north but it seems to have become a bit of an annual thing we're learning how to deal with the new normal that is you know like every year we get some sort of like fire crisis yeah which you guys should i started a group on facebook i was so surprised that this does not exist yet but it's called california bay area fire shelter and supplies and it's not just there for fire news but it's to help people who might need shelter and supplies have a place to find resources and also people who can offer shelter or supplies, including for things like the PG&E shutouts, which are kind of happening because PG&E sucks at managing their own 
shit like and also you know supporting anyone besides their ceos but also because their power lines suck so they're starting all these fires if you need a place to charge your phone or to store some food because your power is out that's what that is there for as well so california bay area fire shelter and supplies that group is to help people find each other and kind of share resources because that's what people are here for and what what that's what builds community it's kind of crazy to me that like there wasn't something like this from before but it's like awesome that you made that because it like it seems like such a no-brainer to have communities come together and help each other and by the way even if your power isn't out you should join the group because maybe you have something that somebody needs and you can help and then feel good about being able to help yeah, one thing I noticed with these fires, too, is that you never know when you might become one of those folks. You know, like the Lafayette fire and the Vallejo fire, all the stuff that happened just in this past weekend that are these smaller fires that we didn't know if they were going to get bigger. I had friends who all lived in those zones who might have had to be evacuated. In fact, some of them did have to evacuate, even if it was just for the day. So you never know. You don't know know when you leave if it's going to be for the day or if it's going to be forever or else you wouldn't be evacuating. Exactly. So, you know, I think people should join the group just in case, you know, and also just to meet people. And I had a lot of friends who were posting on their own Facebook pages about, oh, shelter I can offer or things I can offer. But, you know, those can only reach a limited number of people. And I like to think as long as we're being safe about it and making sure to really call people and kind of have some sort of basic vetting that those posts don't always show up and even when I was googling fire shelter resources like google actually didn't really come up with a whole lot of things so like one of the things I posted was a website for searching for your your local American Red Cross because that took a lot of searching for and then now we know Airbnb has people on their website who are willing to also host people for free but that was just something that I saw that was just one of this you know long feed with all this other stuff so that's now also posted there so it's like you're a one-stop shop hopefully to find resources and connect with people and in a in a bigger way than just basic information yeah and I mean This problem isn't going to go away overnight and with climate change, like it's probably just going to be part of the new normal. We have to think about how as a community we're going to be resilient enough to weather it out because it's not like, you know, everyone can just pick up and go and nor should they because this area is amazing and not everybody has the resources to just relocate to like a more comfortable place to live or anything like that. So we've got to help each other. Exactly. And some of the things that I wasn't even thinking about until now is, you know, how many of my own personal documents do I really keep in one place so that I could easily go grab them in an emergency? Um, Have I thought about emergency plans? You know, like these are things that we haven't thought of. And I feel like things like earthquakes are so unpredictable. So that's less on our radar but now I think we can expect fires to be the norm and I also wonder like do 
the governments have a way of evacuating, like, say there's a fire that breaks out in a really populated area, say, like in San Francisco or the East Bay. Is there a system that we have for evacuating everyone? I mean, just look at our daily traffic that we deal with and the commute traffic. Like, imagine if everyone in, say, Berkeley and Oakland had to all leave at once. How is that even going to look? Is that even possible? So I think these are very real things we need to start thinking about and addressing with the way things are rapidly changing here. And we're both coming at it from the viewpoint of having a car. Yeah, what if you don't have a car? Plenty of people living here that don't have a car or even maybe even maybe even a bike. Like public transportation to get out of the city. Oh my god. Yeah, and imagine what are we going to do if like cell towers start burning? You know, how mm-hmm. are we going to communicate if we don't have our cell phones? Like are there backups that we have up for that? You know, like what are what are different ways we can prepare for these disasters that I think are just going to become more and more prevalent? We are getting wind gusts more frequently than we've ever gotten before. I mean, it's been 80 degrees more, I feel like, more days this year than ever in the whole time I've lived here, which is for the past, you know, 10 plus years. And I before that, I lived in the deep East Bay, like in the Tri-Valley area. So I've been in the Bay Area for a long time, and this is unprecedented weather. It's kind of funny because, you know, a few years ago, like people who were talking about, like, emergency disaster plans were sort of the crazy like kooky ones yeah and now everybody's talking about it like there's been some sort of like cultural mental shift yeah like a community mindset that has reacted to the reality we live in now and more people are becoming aware of the very real possibilities and i don't know i don't think we should always live like paranoid like the shoe's gonna drop at all times but there's also sense in being prepared well i mean Um, that's the point of being prepared too that you're not just constantly thinking about it like if you know what you're gonna do yeah if something happens then you don't have to think about it does your house have any sort of system at all in place um i mean we've got emergency supplies i know what i'm going to do we just had like a couple turnovers and people living there so we haven't had the talk yet yeah. About, like, if we're all going to, like, regroup somewhere, or, like, who has a car, who needs picked up from wherever they're going to be, like, all those sorts of things. We did talk about it the last time we had, like, a bunch of long-term people living there, but it's been a minute. Probably time to do it again. Yeah. My partner, Lewis and I need to talk about it because this is something we've never talked about. And we do have one of those, like, giant jugs of water for emergencies, but that's not going to last very long if a real long-term emergency were to happen and I know I have all of my you know most important documents hidden away in one spot so I can just grab it but I don't know if that's something he's prepared for so these are all things we have to we have to think about now and we both have cars too so I think one thing we can start talking about as a community is you know for those people who don't have cars who of us have multiple cars, you know, within a household where we could pick up other people and give other people rides, you know, like we can have those systems set up, like who are our neighbors Mm -hmm. or friends and family who live close to us who don't have the same access to transportation, who we can just, you're, you know, where you're designated people to travel with, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be clear, I would prefer this wasn't happening. (laughs) To be clear. 
Yeah, one one small silver lining about it might be that we get to know our neighbors better. I hope so. Like, we know the people on our street. It's not just anonymous people moving in and out, which is part of, like, what seems like is changing about just the the vibe of a lot of neighborhoods. Like, there's such fast turnover with, like, booming industry that, you know, it you don't have that sort of like flexibility of like okay so you can do you're going to do a house show on saturday night but like the neighbors know you so they know that you'll be done by 11 o'clock or they know that like the music that you're putting on is gonna be like music they might want to listen to yeah and i think a big part of it too is the internet makes it so we don't have to because we can find community like it's a benefit and a drawback right we can find community outside of where we immediately live which means we can connect with people all over but sometimes that is at the cost of connecting with people who are also just right here and also the way people entertain themselves also has very much moved online and you know we were thinking the other day about like shows that we've put on recently where the numbers were lower than we expected of people that came to the show and it's like well there's a lot of other things competing for attention yeah with what we're doing and also if you're not doing hardcore constant online promotion it's so easy to get lost in the noise because mm-hmm. everyone's kind of figured that out and they're all doing their own blasts online so it's like how do you pierce through the noise yeah to let people know that you're worth it because we're worth it i feel like we're becoming the noise sometimes yeah come to my show 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 which by the way come to our show come to our show on december 8th at the uptown we've got two bands confirmed so far our very own margaret jones and this band i am super excited about they're called the onyx it's a six-piece all-woman band and they do R&B, and they're just such badasses. I'm so excited for this group. It's going like, to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. They're called The Onyx. I don't know if I said that already. You should look them up. The Onyx Music. Just go to the interwebs. Check them out. Come to the Uptown to check them out live. I believe so much in live music. Not only is it fun it brings people together but you get an experience when you hear live music and interact with it that you don't get when you just listen to recorded music especially like shows this size you can actually like talk to the people that were on stage you can come hang out with them and like tell them about your cat Ooh, can i tell you about my cat please tell me about your cat my cat layla she lets me just go on her tummy Layla is the best cat. She Layla will make an appearance in one of these podcasts for sure. She tends to insist on it. Yes. But I think she's somewhere else today. You'll just have to tune in next time. Yeah. To find out more about Layla the cat and more about our shows and what we're trying to do. And we'll talk about things like the fires, things relevant to our world today. We're going to talk a lot about music. We're going to have some special guests. We have Quiver Watts coming up. They have a band called Wayfairy that played at my CD release show um, on September 14th, a few months ago. Before we sign off, what's an album you've been spinning recently? 
Well, let's see. Um, I've got a couple on rotation, but one I really want to talk about is a new release from some friends of mine in a band called Radio Keys. Um, they're a family band. Uh, brother and sister songwriters, um, and uh, they released their self-titled album about two weeks ago, and it's really fantastic. You should check it out. Radio Keys. Awesome. And it's self-titled? Self-titled. Great. Radio Keys by Radio Keys. Awesome. And I've been listening to this band Mirna, M-E-E-R-N-A-A. Their new album is Heart Hunger, and my string orchestra, the composer arranger performer orchestra played with them on their cd release show at the starline a few months ago mirna the band the um the album is called heart hunger it is extraordinary beautiful music you guys should check it out and also listen to our next podcast episode which will be did with you just say podcast Podcast. I've got Podcats. Cat- <laughs> send us send us your favorite memes of what podcat means to you. We're on Twitter at Subrosa Sound. We're on Instagram, Subrosa Sound. Um, you can send us an email, contact at subrosasound.org. We would love to see your podcasts. Um, send us your podcasts. Send us your podcasts and tune in <laughs> for next episode with Quiver Watts. We're going to talk about their uh, work as editor of the um, Street Sheet, which is a homeless advocacy newspaper. Um, you might have seen some folks selling it. They keep all of the money that they make selling the newspaper. So if you see someone selling it, buy one that's going to directly support that person. And we're going to talk to them about their band Wayfairy and also about homelessness in the Bay Area and what it's been looking like as time has gone on important stuff to talk about so until next time podcasts pod, and t- fellow podcasters signing off <laughs>